And good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a great start to the day. Uh, whether you're on the treadmill, whether you're you know working, whether you're uh, out and about in your car, whatever it is, I hope you're having a great day. Uh, just today, I'm going to talk about hot and cold wallets. Um, I think that they're important to realize in a in a time where um, inflation is. Uh, to the point of where cash isn't really king um, and crypto is getting hacked uh, in terms of like MetaMask and uh, different hot wallets and stuff. So I'm going to explain the difference between a hot and a cold wallet and why you should get a cold wallet. I just purchased a ledger about a month or so ago and it's pretty easy to use. I just started it up, Um, but I'm going to transfer things over to that because I want to make sure that my assets are safe so before we get into that though a word from our sponsor VinoVest so fine wine has long been a cornerstone of wealth generation and preservation so the problem historically it's been reserved for the ultra wealthy uh, which VinoVest is changing that so if you know me you know I'm always looking for the next big player excuse me in any industry I was amazed at how easy it was to get started in diversifying your investment portfolio. Wine has one-third the volatility of the stock market and has outperformed the global equities market over the past 30 years uh, with 10.6% annualized returns, proving that the returns can be as robust as your favorite red. So Vinovest makes it easy to acquire new investments equipped with a team of world-class just workers who evaluate wine and determine which ones will gain value over time. So go to my link in, in my description, zen.ai slash the weekly scoop, and you'll receive two months of fee-free investing. And be sure to mention the weekly scoop is helping you save on two months of management fees. It's time to start investing with VinoVest today. All right, guys, let's get after Like I said, I hope you're having a great day. I'm going to talk about hot and cold wallets because they are pivotal from a crypto standpoint uh, in terms of what you want to do with your money and how to keep it safe because safety um, is just as important as investing and gaining. <clears throat> you want to protect your assets. And uh, I think that cold wallets are a good way to go um, in terms of uh, protection, but convenience is better with a hot wallet. So basically, here's the difference. So if you buy any amount of crypto and you want to store it yourself, you have to choose between holding your crypto in a hot wallet or a cold wallet. and Or you can use a combination of the two, which I'm still somewhat learning. Um, but that being said, a hot wallet is connected to the internet and could be vulnerable to online attacks, which could lead to stolen funds. But it's faster and makes it easier to trade or spend crypto. A cold wallet is typically not connected to the internet. So while it may be more secure, it's less convenient. So should you use hot wallets or cold wallets or even just a combo of the two, uh, make sure you kind of do your own research. So, you know, a hot wallet, there's a couple pros and cons that I want you to be aware of. So they're web-based mobile wallets and, and desktop wallets. So good examples are like Gemini, 
uh, crypto.com, DeFi wallet, uh, Phantom, <clears throat> Coinbase has their own wallet, uh, Trust wallet. Uh, the biggest one, <clears throat> excuse me, is MetaMask. Um, so basically, they're all kind of available. They're all convenient. They're all spread out. It's pretty much an application you can download on your phone. Um, <clears throat> but like I said, they're vulnerable to online attacks. So a benefit to a hot wallet is ease of use. And the reason that uh, it is easy to use uh, is because it's online, obviously. Uh, there's no need to transition between offline and online to make a transaction. So people use mobile hot wallets to trade or make purchases with crypto. And with a cold wallet, you can't really do that or it's inconvenient. Uh, you need to find a device, typically a computer, in which to plug in your cold wallet and then move the requisite amount of crypto to a hot wallet and then make your purchase, which um, that's usually what happens. However, um, Ledger is what I bought and it has like a live mobile app that you can have. You just have to make sure you connect your um like you have to connect your live app to uh your ledger uh at the same time so it is a little inconvenient it's a lot slower uh versus like you know you click a couple buttons and you can make a trade uh anywhere whether it's kucoin gemini uh crypto.com phantom <clears throat> ftx coinbase you know you know you get it um so users who hold large amounts of crypto typically won't keep significant amounts of crypto in hot wallets. So a hot wallet isn't the same as a traditional analog wallet. One similarity holds true is that it's generally a bad idea to keep a lot of money on your person. So just like you can withdraw cash from the ATM, you can send more crypto to your hot wallet when the balance gets low. So most well-respected exchanges, they store the majority of their customers' funds offline in a matrix of cold wallets and then keep a certain amount needed for withdrawals in hot wallets. So if you're, st if you're storing a significant amount of crypto online, be sure to research the reputation of the exchange you're using, so like buy hacks and stuff like that. And this is information right now that I've done research on through like Gemini.com, and just like different like crypto encyclopedias that um, big exchanges offer. So, like I said, with cold wallets, you know, the pros, you have all these storage mechanisms and ways that it's going to be hard to steal from you. Because um, you have like pins, passwords, you know, you have your recovery phrase that's super long, which you have to write down. Um, and if you lose it, like... You're you're in a, you're in a, you're in a deep water. You're in deep trouble. Um, so like they come in a hardware form usually of the cold wallet. So the ledger I have is like a a USB that I can plug into either a computer or I can plug into the wall, um, and then I access on my phone. So most hardware wallets are cold wallets and live on devices that look, you know, like a small USB stick pretty much. Uh, so. Paper wallets, physical bitcoins are a secondary offline computer used to store your crypto. Those are also cold storage wallet options as well. I don't really know much about like paper wallets and things. I would definitely, definitely recommend you do 
your research, um, especially with paper wallets, because like I've looked them up and it's definitely a little bit confusing. I think it's like an address you have physically and then like you have um, like a program on your computer pretty much. And then like there's also a thing called physical bitcoins, um, which I'm also not super aware of. I can do another deep dive on that. Um, but yeah, physical bitcoins is, uh, something I'll, I'll do a deeper dive on, but I'm not entirely sure what it is. Um, actually it says physical bitcoins are typically, uh, imitation physical metal coins. They're designed to look like Bitcoin and they have a private key under the tamper proof sticker or hologram. So they can be purchased preloaded with specific crypto currency value or without any digital value at all oh okay it's like a hologram that's neat <clears throat> so you can purchase physical coins that represent litecoin ethereum and bitcoin cash so it's like a physical coin that you can actually purchase so i think that's actually pretty uh unique and, and pretty useful so um that being said so that's that's kind of the gist of uh, a cold wallet but, you know, hardware wallets are designed to be immune to hacking. So a hardware wallet is plugged in your computer or connected via Bluetooth, depending on the storage method. My ledger is connected via uh, Bluetooth to my phone, um, but they're stored on the physical drive, the flash drive. So I keep it in my gun safe um, because I think it's more useful that way. Uh just in case of anyone like broke into my house and stole it or tried to steal something, they, they would have to hack into this safe. So best of luck to you. It's uh, it's fingerprint encrypted and it's, and it's tough to, it's tough to break. You, you got to know a, a deep code too. So that being said, um, so while technically, you know, connected to the internet, the signing of the transaction is done in device. So you can only do the transaction while you're logged on to your um, your computer or your device through like your phone via Bluetooth. So and only subsequently broadcast to the network via your computer's internet connection. So the signature allows you to assign ownership to the recipient of a cryptocurrency transaction. And you have private keys that never leave the device. So um, that's why it, it keeps your stuff protected. However, even if devious malware on your computer tried to steal your funds by maliciously signing and transaction initiated in your hardware wallet, it would not be the correct signature. So the transaction would not go through. So that's convenient. They can be a little bit pricey. They range between like $50 and $200. My ledger was like $150. Uh, some can be even more than a few hundred dollars. So if you have more than a few hundred uh, dollars in crypto, invest in a hardware wallet before you purchase more. So it is a small price to pay, but it protects yourself in the long run. So that's why I recommend it. So best of both worlds. Um, I'm still learning how to do this, but so using a combination of cold and hot wallets, um, that's the most ideal, obviously. So finding this balance uh, and one way people do this is they use a second phone, apparently, that function only as a mobile crypto cold wallet. Uh, when using a cell phone as a cold wallet, <clears throat> you'd only turn it on when you want to make a transaction. So the secondary phone 
uh, acting as a cold wallet is then connected to your primary phone via Bluetooth or like Wi-Fi and stuff like that. And that's how you transfer the funds uh, to your hot wallet for the transaction. So after the transaction is made, the Wi-Fi or Bluetooth connectivity is turned off and the secondary phone is powered down. So that's how people um, kind of cross-contaminate. Uh, many will end up with several versions of a hot wallet or a cold wallet. Um, for each crypto wallet can be used for a specific purpose, whether it's you know trading Phantom, Bitcoin, Solana, uh, Crypto.com, you know things of that nature. That's how you want to create that balance. But um, like I said, people are starting to use a secondary phone. I've never tried this. I don't know if I'd want to, um, just because I don't know if I'd want responsibility for two phones. But I think that's something down the road that. I might definitely be interested in. Um, so, yeah. But so strong cryptocurrency, like any valuable asset, requires making a personal decision uh, about like keeping it safe, you know, while striking the right balance between being functional and being secure. So, over time, there has been a convergence of hot wallets and cold wallets, like being more like convenient and secure. So if you choose to maintain, you know, kind of like your own, like kind of personal custody of the crypto, uh, just make sure that like you use, you know, a cold wallet to be secure, but then use a hot wallet to uh, make those transactions. Uh, and that'll be, that'll be good for just like keeping your reputation and just keeping, you know, your wits about you. Um so that being said, like that's my piece on those wallets, um, and uh, we'll get into an ad real quick uh, by Zencaster. And good morning, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Scoop. But first, uh, a thank you to my sponsor, Zencaster. Uh, they've done so much for me, and. I think you should create an account with them or if you have an account upgrade to their pro uh, series and I say that because they offer the best audio and video quality you know 1080p HD 16-bit um, WAV audio which I mean it's just the best and you can have unlimited guests you know it's just better than trying to record on like zoom or any other platform that has like video communications involved um, it's just really helped me utilize guests and get high quality video to publish on YouTube or Twitch or whatever the case may be. So that being said, you should sign up using my promo code. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and enter promo code the weekly scoop one and you'll get 30% off your first three months. So that's Z-E-N c-a-s-t-r.com and then use promo code the weekly scoop one that being said guys let's get after it but to continue with the recording uh, i just wanted to talk a little bit about bitcoin they're doing their conference this week it's bitcoin 2022 and i think it's a great opportunity just to dive in on what crypto is turning into through bitcoin and why they are you know the maverick of just like cryptocurrency as a whole and why they will always be 
I think they'll always be number one. I always think they'll be the first mover uh, because I just think they're just their um, popularity and how magnetizing they are. And I mean, you, this conference is loaded with speakers. The first day is today. So it's industry day. So it's, it's geared towards people who are working within the Bitcoin ecosystem um, or they're looking or people looking for business and networking opportunities within the industry. And then day two is the main conference or days two and three are the main conference days. Um, and that's tomorrow and tomorrow's Thursday and then Friday, um, which this is with speakers like the El Salvador president, uh, Nayib uh, Bukel and Michael Slayer, Elizabeth Stark, Jack Mollers. Uh, and then there's even more speakers that I'll go over in a second. But day four is called Sound Money Fast, apparently. And this is from their website. It's the world's first Bitcoin music festival. It takes place on April 9th. And it features like various artists like Logic, K-Flay, Royal, and The Serpent, and many more. I'm guessing there's going to be just hip-hop, EDM, rock, just everything. So they really love music. Um, if you remember like a couple months ago, a foreign... I can't remember which foreign country it was. They held a music festival dedicated to uh, cryptocurrency, which was really cool. Um, so uh, back to the speakers. So a couple, like there's Miami New Times. Uh, they came out with an article that I just wanted to share with you real quick about the speakers. So first and foremost, they have hundreds of speakers from around the world. Um, and a number of them who have the board eight you know, Twitter profile pics and, you know, stuff like that and laser beam eyes and stuff. And, you know, they're just notable Bitcoiners in a sense. So the first one is Kevin O'Leary, which if, uh, if you guys know Kevin O'Leary, he's a guy that was a skeptic at first, you know, Mr. Wonderful Shark Tank, Canadian businessman. Uh, he called Bitcoin garbage uh, in May of 2019 when he was with CNBC, but it seems he has changed his like tone of voice and he's invested millions of dollars in Bitcoin and a handful of other digital currencies. So he's allocated 20% of his investment portfolio to cryptocurrency alone. That's from Kevin O'Leary. Um, and the next one is Yeomi. Park. Um, she fled North Korea at age 13 uh, and she was trafficked as a young girl, which is very sad. Um, but she declared she's dedicated her life to being just a human rights activist, which is which is great for her to kind of use that story and use that um, path to create awareness uh, and her push for human rights in North Korea. She has repeatedly expressed her belief in digital currencies like Bitcoin could help empower North Koreans and allow for them to take power back from the government. So uh, it's great that she's doing that. Jordan Peterson is also going to be speaking, which is, uh, if any of you guys know, he's the Canadian psychologist and author where he's done a lot like sermons on YouTube. He's gone on Joe Rogan uh, and he's like, he, he's an investor in Bitcoin and he's talked about crypto a few times on his podcast, the Jordan B. Peterson podcast. 
and he invites Bitcoin enthusiasts on. And then, you know, he just really thinks that uh, Bitcoin is the future. Uh, and he and he really wants like people to take their power back. And that's why like he's a little, I guess, controversial at times because he says statements that are um, people will say maybe toxic. However, I think he makes a lot of validity. I mean, he's a psychologist like he he has understanding. He has he knows the power of the brain, but he doesn't BS with like modern medicine and Western medicine like he he believes in the power of the mind and I think he just wants you to unlock it. And then Dave Portnoy, obviously with Dave, he, uh, Barstool sports founder and he, he once said Bitcoin was a Ponzi scheme. And since then Portnoy's admitted that, you know, he's come around to the concept of decentralized digital currencies, which he believes they're here to stay. Like he's got a million dollars in Bitcoin. Um, his panel is called Bitcoin is uh, FU money. Uh, and the, so he's going to be speaking on Thursday, it looks like. And that's his topic. Uh, another big one is Aaron Rodgers uh, with the Green Bay Packers quarterback. And, you know, he, he made headlines about COVID-19, his vaccination status. Uh, but he partnered with the money transfer service Cash App. And he did a Bitcoin giveaway. I actually got some of that. It was like 10 bucks in Bitcoin, but he did a million dollar giveaway pretty much where he gave a million dollars of Bitcoin to, you know, people that tweeted at him. I was one of them. And, and he says, I believe in Bitcoin and the future is bright. So he's a confirmed speaker, uh, but it's not clear when he's scheduled. Uh, another speaker is Anthony Scaramucci. <laughs> I hope I didn't get that wrong. Um, he was a director of communications for 11 days with President Trump. He, they call him the mooch. And he's, <laughs> he's be, he has begun drinking the crypto Kool-Aid, it says from this article, transforming into a full-time crypto enthusiast. So he founded uh, Skybridge Capital, and it's an investment firm in New York that began investing in crypto or in Bitcoin, I should say, two years ago. So he predicts the he's the guy that predicts the price of Bitcoin will hit a hundred grand by twenty twenty four. Um, I don't know if that's gonna happen, but if he's right, uh, that'll be nice. <laughs> uh, Peter Thiel, uh, this, he's he's interesting. He I've read his book uh, Zero to One, and he's the tech billionaire, conservative political donor, venture capitalist. But he founded PayPal, or he co-founded with Elon Musk. He uh, PayPal, and he. He loves cryptocurrency. Uh, he recently admitted that his biggest mistake last decade was getting in too late and too little into Bitcoin. Um, so he's he you know he's a big doubter, but now more of a believer. Uh, and then Andrew Yang is going to speak. He was a former U.S. presidential candidate, and um, he wants to use New York City as a as a Bitcoin hub you know, if he was elected mayor, but he wasn't. Um, but he wants to utilize cryptocurrency in modern day currency in New York. Um, he made a, he launched a DAO. Uh, he intends to advocate for Asian American and Pacific Islander issues through memberships 
uh, selling NFTs uh, to to bring this like specific DAO. It's called Golden DAO. Um, and uh, if you have basically ownership, you know, are verified via tamper-proof network of computers, the blockchain that meticulously uh, tracks transactions and sales. Uh, but basically, he wants to talk about Asian American and Pacific Islander issues through his memberships uh, of selling these like NFT DAOs. So those are the eight speakers that were just noted. Uh, but it's this week. It's a conference this week. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's great for the world of uh, cryptocurrency. I think it's great for Bitcoin. So I think um, I think they promote that only 22 million uh, coins of Bitcoin are ever going to be created. So um, I think after this conference could be a possibility where Bitcoin goes crazy and I'm trying to grab just as much as I can uh, just to stay with it, you know, and just to have some sort of value uh, with cryptocurrency and I think that Bitcoin is the new wave and they're doing conferences like this uh, finally. So, you know, you had NFT LA a few weeks ago and now you have this, you know, I think it's just a matter of time before, you know, all these conferences and crypto come to fruition and all these, you know, you know, how, how many celebrities will it take for you to, I guess, not even buy into it, but just open your eyes to this. Um, that's my final piece. Best of luck to you. Keep one in the life and have a great history. Good day, guys.